I haven't heard great things. There's wingsuits this time. Well, that sounds cool. It does. It sounds cool, but it plays like shit. What about nudity? Is there nudity? Well, actually, yeah, there is. Nice. But it feels like there wasn't enough playtesting. The challenges just stop halfway through. The story's bland as hell, and they took out all the immature shit that made the others work. But there is nudity, right? Well, a bit, but the whole thing just feels like it was made by a bunch of people that used to be edgy, but now they've gotten old and are trying to relive their youth by beating an old franchise to death. So, like this show? Like this show. All right, fellas, I'm going to need a check test, which is where you each say, check, one, two, into the microphone. Check, one, two. Check, one, two. This concludes the check test. Roll tape. And begin. Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is the Transformers Armada Halfway Through Wrap-Up. At least that's what I'm going to call it. Okay, I've been calling it Wrap-Up the First Half. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Last time on Transformers Armada, Jetfire had to learn to cool his jets. Eh? Ah, See that? What I did eh? there? It it wasn't that clever. Um, And in this episode, it's the wrap-up, gang. So, uh, dear listener, we're going to do, you know it, it's the Decepticons, Autobots, uh, Humans, Episodes, and Writers we're doing for this uh, series. Least and favorites. Um, Paul, who was your least favorite Decepticon? I went with none of them. No, I'm kidding. They're all Kind of like these guys. But no, they're not perfect. But uh, if I had to pick one... Probably Cyclonus, and it's because it's not Cyclonus, but if they had called him anything else, this character would have been fine. He's like kind of the wild, I don't want to say wild bill kind of thing, like the helicopter in G.I. Joe, but none of them really annoy me that much, to be honest. He's got a little bit of a, was it not sideways? Who was um, who was the Scorpion in Beast Wars? Oh, yeah, like Quick Strike. Quick Strike, yeah, it's a little bit of him. Um, yeah, honestly, the whole they're not named this right way, I I have had to just let that go a long time. Yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't keep up with that. Yeah, I don't mind him, to be honest. He's okay with me. I Again, went least with, favorite, right? That's, yeah, oh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. I went with Megatron. Yeah, I was on the fence with him between him and cyclonus yeah he's just he's the dunning kruger effect writ large he like <laughs> few of his plans make sense and fewer are successful and also he has not said yes enough no i think it was like once because i was like yeah he said it yeah yeah, yeah said, once for sure but not nearly enough not for a david k megatron yeah like even oasis before they broke up knew they had to play wonderwall at every show you, you like <laughs> give me a yes um, who is your least favorite Autobot? I went with Blur, and not not because he's not Mirage. I, I like you said, I got over that real quick, and like I know we're never gonna. But uh, it's because he's just this insufferable edge lord. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like. In fact, for that reason, I'm kind of glad he's not Mirage. <laughs> like, he has some of Mirage's characteristics, like the colors are right, and then he's a good shot with his gun and stuff like that but he's kind of moody but mirage wasn't super moody in g1 i think i I was basing him more on like mirage's tech spec if you read that not exactly what we got in g1 but yeah i don't know although you know the the edgelord thing would kind of fit a retool of mirage really nicely the guy who doesn't want to be part of the gang yeah Um, i yeah blur was a close second for me did not care for him. I went with Scavenger kind of for the same reasons. Not that he's a, an insufferable edgelord, but that 
he's an insufferable braggart. Yes. And it was just constant bravado, bravado with him. I was just like, in the at the very first time we saw him revealed, I think he's like standing on a mountaintop and he goes, yeah, yeah the cloak. You wish, <laughs> or I'm coming to get you. And it was just like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeesh. That character. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? The whole, his whole reveal where I'm a Decepticon. No, I'm actually a spy for the Autobots. This all makes sense. No. <laughs> that was just, I, yeah, I didn't care for him at all. Um, okay. Least favorite human, Paul? I have it down as a three-way tie between Rad, Carlos, and Vaughn. But if I had to pick one, Rad. Yeah. I, just so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Rad was my choice. There was no tie for me. It was Rad. Here's the thing. It turns out that hearing someone constantly explain things you've just witnessed can become annoying very quickly. We both knew this was bound to be the case after we decided Rad was our least favorite human within the first few episodes, but here we go again, blah, 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 environmentalism, blah, 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 <laughs> give peace a chance. <laughs> Don't hit the minicons. <laughs> oh my God. This like, yeah, it, it, the voiceovers didn't help. Like, honestly, if Fred had been giving a voiceover epi every episode, he would be in the running for my least favorites because I have to hear him too much. <laughs> but Rad was just such a bonehead. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Fred annoyed me quite as much as he annoyed you. Because remember, you were like, everything he says, he's whining all the time. Yeah, no, honestly, Fred, I, I kind of like Fred. He's not going to be my favorite. Spoilers. But I, I don't mind him. It's just that if I had to listen to him as much as I have to listen to Rad, I would like him less. Yeah. Rad is just <laughs> I get like... I hope he gets hit by a truck and not by a cool <laughs> Transformer, just by a regular truck. And driver was eating a ham sandwich and didn't didn't see him. Okay. <laughs> Least favorite episode, Sorry, Paul. Sorry, officer, I didn't see him. I was too busy smoking. smoking. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> least favorite episode. I went with the first what the fuck episode of the series. I went with Ruin, the okay. one where they go to Atlantis. It was just stupid. It, the way it was very dumb. Carlos kept going on about that girl, and they just beat him over the head the whole episode. It's like, man, she died thousands of years ago. She's just a hologram. But he keeps going on about her. It's like, oh my God, man. Yeah. The, so Carlos was in originally in my running for one of my favorite humans, but it was just that general stupidity head and it pops up a lot. But but Ruin exemplified that. And oh, yeah. none of it made sense. As soon as they're like, oh, we're in the ruins of Atlantis and here's trees and yes. light source of somewhere and we're breathing. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a what the fuck episode. My least favorite episode was Chase. Um, <laughs> it was just stupid. It made no sense. It smacked. <laughs> smacked of real motohira silliness um which is a name that'll come up in a little bit and you know what not even unicron's reveal could save that episode it was just dumb all over well yeah i remember i just sat up like whoa holy shit and that was it that was the only part of that entire episode like three seconds out of 22 minutes is all that made me sit up and go oh well look at that it was a what the fuck episode and a kid episode and you know go dine a fire <laughs> okay Who's your least favorite uh, writer? And tell me it was Rio Motohiro or we're not friends anymore. <laughs> it was Rio Motohiro because, or Motohiro, he wrote Ruin and he also gave us Carnival. That was a stupid episode. And as he well wrote Chase. As Chase. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one we just mentioned. Yeah. I, I have a the feeling internet. if he was uh, born in a, another life and in another time, he would have written BOT. <laughs> 
<laughs> here's the thing with Rio Motohira is, you know, the, a certain level of blame has to be laid at the feet of the translators. Mm. Because, they, you know, dear listener, Paul, and I don't try to look, do too much research into a series before we finish it, but I have, in my readings, learned that it was produced in Japan, but the U.S., um, I guess it'd be the distributor, said, hey, we want to get this show on the air now. Go, go, go. Uh, we don't care that there's mistakes. So just hand it over. And the translations and the final animation got very rushed. Okay. So it was translated by people whose, who English wasn't their first language. So there's there's problem number one. And they were under the gun and probably not being paid enough because they're animators. And it just it was... They were, you know, it, it was a substandard product. Now, the Japanese version, the version that aired in Japan, came out later. And they got all those animation errors fixed, and obviously the dialogue would make sense. So as much uh, blame as I want to lay at Rio Motohiro's Rio feet, and I do want to lay blame, um, <laughs> some of it has to go to the powers that be that just kind of cursed his baby from the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that game they used to play on a on a, definitely not the opera, where they take something and Google translate it into like German and then into Polish, then into Russian, then into Japanese, then back to English. Okay. And then you try to figure out what the original one was, because by that point, it would be so fucking mangled, you'd never have a clue what they actually were trying to say. And that, that kind of feels like what they... they has happened to this show okay there's enough negativity paul let's get into the good stuff who was your favorite decepticon my favorite decepticon i went with starscream and so visual wise i think it's my favorite starscream yet to be honest he looks really cool but uh, my only problem with him is he's he doesn't have that backstabby bit that we associate with starscream he has no um oh he doesn't have any like the machinations to overthrow the Decepticons. He, like, other Decepticons are like, you should be the leader of this. And But no, he's given up on that. He's he's going to be loyal to Megatron because he's a soldier and he's accepted that. Yeah, he there was a little bit um, in uh, Conspiracy when, you know, Megatron was getting him to hand over the Star Saber. And he he wanted to be, you know, I'll have all the Minicons and I'll rule. He did have that for a bit. Yeah. But that's one of the things I like about this. In addition to, I agree with you, he looks very cool. Um, in both both of his modes and his power-linked weapons, those shoulder cannons, look so awesome. Oh, yeah. Plus the voice. And the powerful. Kinda, it, it, it's not the Starscream that, you know, we know from the 80s, but it, it's done well. Yeah. It's, you know, you don't want to... Starscream is probably one of the characters that seems to have had the most facelifts over the series, maybe second to Bumblebee. Yeah. And I've liked most of them, but this is a, a very original one and good one. And with what you were saying about character, I kind of like that he started off as wanting to rule everything. And he has actually, he has agency and there's a lot of potential for character development because he has grown or maybe recessed a bit, but I, I really like him. I quite like this Starscream. Well, yeah, they even, um, he even says, uh, Starscream is your most capable soldier and Megatron's like, I agree. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we've seen him handle himself on the battlefield. He went up against Hotshot when Hotshot had the Star Saber. Yeah. And Starscream landed the first blow. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite Autobot, Paul? Uh, I like most of them, but I went with Hotshot because he reminds me of exactly what Sideswipe should have been more like in G1. And he also kind of has the recklessness of Cliff Jumper, but not the paranoia. So it's the, the parts of Cliff Jumper I kind of like without the parts I don't. And he's this Autobot warrior who was actually a very capable fighter. Yeah. Like he punched out Megatron in one episode. I forget which one, but why they didn't just call him Sideswipe or even Sunstreaker. He's yellow. Why did 
Didn't they just call him that and have it done? What they should have called him is Bumblebee. He's Bumblebee. Well, yeah, there's that too. He, right? is, he, he has the arrogance of youth, and, and he is annoying and immature, but that's to me, he is just, he is this version of Bumblebee. It was Cheetor, it's sometimes Bumblebee, this time it's Hotshot. But yeah, like you said, he handles himself in battle. Every time he gets on the battlefield and has to do something, it's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, he, he does have a lot of stupid lines, though, that tend oh, to go on. <laughs> that, yeah, he, he has horrible, horrible lines. Um, and, and you know what? He has had some growth because there was just the whole his lesson in humility through the Star Saber where he had it. And I'm invincible. And then he lost it and he trusted the wrong people. He does seem to be more of a team player now than he was at the beginning. Yeah. Like he actually learned something. <laughs> I learned something today. Like, yeah, exactly. There's there's a little bit of growth, and a little bit is all I can ask for in this show. All right, we're on to humans. Paul, who was your favorite human? Well, who was your favorite Autobot before that? Oh, 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 mine was Hotshot. <laughs> oh, it was Hotshot <laughs> as well. Oh, this Hotshot. Yeah. I, so everything I said, yeah, it was Hotshot. Yeah, I, I, I forgot to say it's Hotshot. I totally thought you were going to go with Red Alert. I had a whole blurb about Red Alert, like as just for commentary on that. But Red Red Alert had his moment at the beginning where he was like he looked like a badass and i forget what episode it was it was early on i think it was in that first trilogy where he like he has this kick-ass moment where he takes out most of the decepticons single-handedly yeah but he's never done it again and then he got relegated very quickly to guy who stays at the base yeah he's he's ratchet, that's never fun pretty much there's a reason rhinox never became a trans metal because not enough kids gave a shit about rhinox to want the toy because <laughs> rhinox always stayed at the base you know like that's the boring character I, yeah i like hotshot okay but favorite human my favorite human is Alexis, but... Mine too, everybody. Now we know. But it's more to do with me finding Red and Carlos so fucking annoying that I, <laughs> I picked her. Like, she's just who was left. But, like, even though she has these moments where she expresses, like, nine emotions in two seconds, I think we called it. Oh, my it, God. It, yeah. No, I, I went with Alexis. Yeah, drastic mood swings aside, she's the most rational of all the kids. I'm not saying she's rational i'm just saying she's the most yeah <laughs> um and i had uh, carlos and fred were kind of like in eh, a close second fred just uh, I, I don't like he's not my favorite as much as he just has made me laugh a couple times he's a, he's a good you know source of jokes <laughs> and carlos just like i said earlier in this episode it just every not every once in a while too often he was really stupid yes like man she's just a hologram get it through your head yeah or where they went to like the pacific northwest and he thought he was going to run into like jungle cats or yes. when he when he was looking what was he was looking for milk or orange juice and there was that yes. whole thing with the cereal he's just <laughs> right. guys a boo. back to the milk guys a boo. um but yeah yeah not to not to shit on the other kids alexis is she kind of falls into that red alert trap in that she's if one of them is going to stay behind it's usually her yeah you know where we have we have favorite and least favorite i kind of think she's not so much my favorite human as she's my least annoying human <laughs> yeah she's not miko that's for damn sure but i mean we'll never get another miko even though prime came no later yeah than no. This, when but... they made miko they broke that mold baby yep well she's not even aj she's not even sorry but like there are times in this show where they're like, she's a girl. Like they, they never did that to Miko. I don't think they did it with AJ. I don't know if they did it with Sari or not, but they did it with other characters <sighs> in those shows. Sari got, you're too young. Yeah. Quite a bit. Which is fair But enough. never you're a girl. Actually, I don't, I don't think you're a girl ever came up in animated. Um, <laughs> except probably at some point when the cameras weren't rolling and Headmaster was like, I wish I was a girl. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, favorite episode. I went with Swoop, uh, the one with so the did I. We've agreed on we've agreed on everything in the favorite category here, except uh, oh wow, yeah, everything. Uh, yeah, the one where the Decepticons invade the Autobot base, and the Autobots have to like divide and conquer until I think Megatron was the last one, and it, it, that's the one where Hotshot gets the Star Saber. Yeah. Um, and I think it helped that. I was when it started, I was expecting like a kid laden episode that would just be another um, chase, really. But it was yeah, it was a solid story. There was the the action worked and Rad actually did something smart. Well, yeah, where he uh, teleports. Oh, was it Demolisher or Cyclone? It just teleports him to like Antarctica or something like that. Plus, we managed to get in a creepy glue ad on top of a smokescreen sucks episodes. Dare I say we stuck it on? Huh? Yeah, it was. Um, that was a fun little bit, actually. Um, yeah, great episode. Um, easily the, the, the best. And, and I, I wonder if if it hadn't been set up as a kid episode, I wonder if I would have liked it as much. And I think that that surprise, the twist was a, a, a big reason for it being here. But anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this up now with your favorite writer, Paul. Uh, I went with all of them except for Rio Motohiro. I mean, well, <laughs> fair enough. Well, it seems like there's only four of them. Oh, you're you're, you're uh, serious? That's really yeah. For, yeah I was okay. looking at my list because I keep track of this on a spreadsheet, but uh, it seems like there's only four of them, and they've all written some ones that are written written, written some ones that are, are, are not that good. It's like uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I read half, and you read half. <laughs> um, and, and dear listener, you when Paul says this spreadsheet, you should see this thing. It is a work of art like it's it's incredible i would i would say like 60 to 65 percent of this show happens because that thing exists anyway uh yeah i went with uh isayo shizuya um he wrote swoop which was my favorite episode he wrote conspiracy which was the one that happened in the forest where like the trees were all waist high oh yes yeah where you get the you see just how big these guys really are yeah 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 so there were things i like the episodes he did um I do have to agree with you. Like they all had bad episodes. Most of them, you know, three quarters of them had good episodes. Yeah. Akira Okea wrote Gale, which was kind of a dumb episode too, if I recall correctly. Yeah. They, they, like I said, they all, they've all written something bad, but this is, it's Transformers Armada. This is the beast we are taming. <laughs> uh, but there you go. So that's, there's all our uh, favorite and least favorites from the first half of Transformers Armada. The second half of Transformers Armada will start with detection. Uh, And if you want to detect some poorly written tweets, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. And tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on Transformers! See you later. She's a girl.